The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Secondary schools are raising concerns over the use of artificial intelligence software by students in elements of the Leaving Cert. Worries are now being expressed that this new software could potentially threaten the integrity of the state exams and the results of students. I'm joined by Paul Crone, National Association of Principals and Deputy Principals, and by science tech journalist with Silicon Republic, Lee McGarren. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Lee, let me start with you, because this relates to AI, particularly like uh, ChatGPT. Can you explain how ChatGPT might be used by a secondary school student, both in an an examination setting and in uh, day-to-day submission of things like homework and uh, exercise work? Well, I would say the biggest issue is the day-to-day submissions. That that would be the issue for, I guess, both teachers and students. These systems are... um, rapidly growing, pretty advanced, and they have a a massive amount of data behind them. So in short, students can use them to generate articles, full essays about whatever subject they're working on. Now, regardless of the accuracy behind the article, they look pretty legitimate, and most of the time they will have lots of factual information. So students can use that to bypass assignments, essays, whatever, you know, especially if the teacher isn't aware that an AI wrote it. when it comes to the actual exams, to be honest, unless the student's finding a way to sneak their phone in, which is already counts as cheating, they probably won't be able to bring ChatGPT into the exams. So when it comes to the leaving cert, the bigger issue I think that's going to happen is we're going to see students who are excelling in assignments thanks to ChatGPT, but aren't necessarily getting the right amount of learning and studying in and essentially putting it all into the chatbot. Once we go to the exams and they're left to their own devices, um, we could see a drop in results nationwide because of this, depending on how many students actually use it. Lee, can you just walk me through how a student would use this in general assessment? As I understand it, you go to OpenAI, you open ChatGPT, and let's say that the assessment or the, the question that you've been given is is write a thousand words on the act of union. You just instruct ChatGPT to do that and it produces you a thousand word essay. That's it. In many cases, it is genuinely that simple. And it's also free access. So m- most students will be able to use it. There's a paid subscription that makes it a bit more you know, easy to access, more advanced features. But basically, everybody can use it. It is conversational. You ask it to generate a thousand words article about, whatever, about anything. As long as it has the necessary information, it will create it. And regardless of if the information is factual and accurate, it will definitely read like a factual, accurate essay. You can also fine-tune your request. You can say it's for a specific assignment. You can give it specific details, a certain number of paragraphs. It will listen to instruction. So there's a lot of scope for students to use this. There are benefits, I would say, when it comes to the idea of you know, helping you know, find where you need to study, find certain articles for your own research. But when it comes to just creating your own essay, um, it can do this. And there are obviously serious issues in the education system for both students and teachers. And many um, academics have raised concerns about this. Some have called for an outright ban. As I said earlier, Paul Crone is with us. He's from the National Association of Principals and Deputy Principals. Paul, one of the advantages that the internet brought us when it came to plagiarism was if a teacher thought this is a plagiarised work, they could take sample sentences, drop it into Google and discover the source material and prove that it was plagiarised. In something like this, the AI creates it in and of itself. So there's no way to tell, or is there, that what you're being handed isn't original creation from the student? I, I suppose, um, good morning, Anton. I suppose it's it's a similar um, 
to the age-old problem of of copying um that w- when you're doing project work there's always a fear that that the student might have got a project from four or five years ago and and, and copied that but uh, the key I, I think in relation to project work is the relationship that the teacher has with the student because uh, if the teacher is working with that student and the student over the course of their time, it could be two years for uh, leaving cert, they could have had them since they were in first year, so it could be five or six years. So the teacher has a good understanding of the level of work that the student has been producing. And if that level changes or their their writing style or their style uh changes all of a sudden well well that that raises a, a flag and there currently are procedures in with the state exams commission for uh, that to be raised and, and investigated i suppose the key to a lot of it is the work is done by the student under the supervision of the teacher and the teacher needs to be satisfied that it's their own work and that the student has completed that work. It, it is a huge concern as we move forward in senior cycle reform to more project work and expanding the assessment base. But I, I, I think it, it is back to the age old issue of can we, how can we ensure that it's the student's own work? And, and there are plenty of checks and balances that, that can be done to protect the integrity of our system. Although to take your analogy with the copying of a, a work that might have been done four or five years ago, the one advantage that would have happened back then is that kind of thing would be rare. It's hard to get your hands on exactly the right project for every question or instruction a teacher gives you. Whereas with chat GPT or any AI equivalent, they could literally be using it for every submission and therefore the pattern of their work would look the same. And I suppose that that, that is an issue um, for, for the work. But, I mean, students are working with their teachers in classes. Teachers are having conversations with students. And it becomes very clear if you haven't produced the work and you are having a conversation with your teacher, the teacher knows that you haven't, haven't done um, this the same with, with uh, it's currently uh, the, the system in the Leaving Cert Applied, whereby students do their, their project work, they submit it uh, for correction, but the State Examinations Commission appointed examiner comes out and has a, a short oral conversation with the student. It very cl- becomes clear very quickly whether the student has done the work and uh, can, can be graded uh, appropriately. So there is no advantage to a student to using this, this technology if they then are, are assessed on less on the content and, and as much or more on the process of learning, the, the reflection, what they, what they have learned as a result of the process of having gone through the project, the research, the writing, and, and all of that. And there, there, there are ways that we can prioritise that. And that's, I suppose, one of the questions that we need to look at with the stakeholders in senior cycle reform. What is it we're assessing? Are we assessing content knowledge? Now I'm saying not saying knowledge isn't important. It is. Or are we assessing analysis, synthesis, what the students can do with that knowledge and, and backing up arguments and, and, and all of that? So if it's just the reproduction or regurgitation of content, well, then ChatGPT will do that easily and straightforward. But if it's you're assessing how the student engages with that knowledge and we need to be creative in how we use our assessment practices, well, then 
that's something slightly different. Let me go back to Lee McGowan on that challenge. Um, Lee McGowan of, of Silicon Republic. The capacity of good AI, notably ChatGPT in this instance, to give analysis and consideration, would a teacher looking at the document as submitted be able to tell that this is AI regurgitating tombstone data and, and just um, core underlying info? Or is there enough in the way of insight provided by the AI that it looks human? It's a tricky question. And I would say in the, right now, the matter is it would, it would apply to the teacher itself because if they're not aware of ChatGPT, there's very, there, I would definitely say it's clever enough and reads human enough that it can probably bypass you know, people's perception. They'll assume the student wrote it. Um, but as Ms. Cronin said, you know, if, if they're aware of the interaction with their students, they'll probably be able to tell, well, this doesn't seem to have come from this particular individual. Um, when it comes to these chatbots, they're getting much more advanced every day. Um, some of them are still prone to hallucinations, but we are entering a period where it's getting very hard to actually detect them. So to answer your question, I would say most cases, unless they're actually aware of the fact students are using these AI systems, it would be very easy for ChatGPT to slip by undetected. There are systems out there now that are able to detect um, if something has been written by an AI. So that software is developing. So I would say teachers need to be aware of this type of thing. Many students are using it, and there is ways to detect it through other software out there. So that's, at least we have a solution that's in for the short term. Well, the other side is these things are developing so rapidly. I mean, ChatGPT only came out in November and it's already been used by, you know, hundreds of millions of people. So it's hard to see how it's going to develop soon. And it's also hard to see how regulation is going to develop in the future. So this may become an issue that is stamped down to a degree by the EU. It's hard to say for sure. As you're speaking, uh, WhatsApp just arrived in to say there are multiple free websites for detecting AI contact, just as uh, Lee is suggesting, for example, GTP or GPT. Zero. Paul, to go back to you, you talked about the, the shift in the reform of the um, senior cycle. Are, are we picking the wrong time to do that reform? Because the manner in which we used to assess had a couple of advantages. It, it was anonymized and it was sterile. You knew that the student had no access to anything because they were closed inside an exam hall and you knew that whoever was going to assess the work just received that output with a number on it. At exactly the time when there's now all these AI challenges, we're shifting away from that. I think I think there's still a place for that that terminal exam. And we're not su- suggesting that that we should move away from 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 that type of assessment. What what we're, what we're recognizing I suppose is the student all students are different. Students learn differently and students perform differently. And, and, and some students like the whole exam and and they perform really well and and other students don't do themselves justice at that terminal exam. So we, we think that there still should be a terminal exam, but we just need to broaden that. But I, I, I do think that uh, what we have to gain in with the senior cycle reform is, is more than we potentially will lose because each student needs to be given the opportunity to achieve their full potential. But we need to be aware of what what how, how this technology is developing we need to be looking at at putting in to the to our state exams commission our our best and and best trained teachers to to assess the the work to make sure that everybody is given a fair opportunity so i i think 
we the, the the reform is 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 badly needed it it the, the fact that that this this has come out it, we do need to embrace it we do need to investigate it we do need to put in place measures to mitigate against it uh damaging the integrity of our leaving cert because our leaving cert has huge integrity and i would have huge confidence in the state examinations commission to protect that integrity they've done that throughout covid excellently and uh, i will be confident that they will continue to, to, to do that. But I don't think that we should be disadvantaging students by saying, no, now is not the time. Now, now, we, now is the time. There is a bit of momentum. The minister's vision for, for reform is very welcome. And uh, I, I think this potentially, this is a speed bump. We need to look at how we embrace it, but we need to make sure that we put the student at the centre of, of, of what we're doing and why we're doing it. Paul Crone, a National Association of Principals and Deputy Principals and Science Tech Journalist with Silicon Republic, Lee McGarren. Thank you both very much. A lot of reaction by text and WhatsApp. Text saying it could be argued that AI isn't too far removed from rote learning insofar as the student only applies a limited amount of research, ingenuity and originality in either case. Suggestion that the chat GPT service could store all produced output so that they can be searched to check if an essay or whatever else was produced by chat uh, GPT. And uh, another suggesting that um, the... the, Sorry, yeah, there are multiple, as I said, free sites for detecting it, but asking, do you have to do a bibliography? I assume you can instruct or request ChatGPT to produce a bibliography as it's producing its essay for you. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.